What's the Pelican salary cap situation heading into the new season? And are they in danger of paying the luxury tax? Will they even pay the luxury tax at all? And what does the future hold when guys need new contracts? We'll cover it all in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Wednesday, and we're going to dive into the Pelicans salary cap situation. Where are they right now? What do they need to be careful of in trades? Would they ever pay the luxury tax? And then what does the future hold, and what should you be rooting for to happen with the Pelicans, but also in the NBA to make their path to a potential title as easy as possible. So we got a lot to cover in today's show. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team completely free. No paywall or anything like that. Just the Pelicans talk you want to hear. And today's show is from a listener. and I just completely lost the tweet that it was about. So I'm, I'm sorry because it was a really good one. I think it was from Everett Cooper and I don't have his Twitter handle in front of me. I'm trying to spin the wheels to see if I can get it really quickly. Um, after what's been a day in the NBA, I don't want to spend really any time on this show on the Robert Sarver Phoenix Suns thing. It doesn't apply to the Pelicans. You might not care and that's totally fine. If you do, though, go check out the Wednesday episode of Locked on NBA. I'm there every Wednesday. This just happened to break on Tuesday. And so my co-host and I, John Krause, did about 30 minutes on our opinions, what we want to see from the league, what this kind of means for a team like the Phoenix Suns as well. There is a number of things and takeaways for that team, though I don't think anything's going to impact them this season. Okay, so it was Everett Cooper, and it's at the the number one uh N-O-N-L-Y Coop. The one and only Coop. There we go. I figured it out. The one and only Coop. So thank you for the question. His says, what does the salary cap going up do for our options when it comes to signing or trading for a player? And so it's a specific question, but I want to tie it into this whole show because I think it's a really interesting one. So if you're unfamiliar with the NBA salary cap, I'm not going to do a full breakdown for you. There's a couple of different levels to it, and it's different than the NFL. There is just a salary cap number. It's this year around 121 million, 126 million. For the Pelicans' purposes, it doesn't matter because you can go over the salary cap number and you can then use exceptions to sign guys. You just can't use salary cap space. So if you're over the salary cap, you're not going to be able to sign a guy for $30 million. You would need cap space to do that. And it goes up to a certain level where then you hit something called the luxury tax. And that's where things really start to get interesting because it's this big like boogeyman in the league, right? You don't want to pay the luxury tax. And the Pelicans have never paid it. And what the luxury tax does is basically just try and kind of limit some spending by making it really punitive if you go over a certain number. So the luxury tax this year is set at $150 million. So if your payroll is over that, there's a couple of different ways things can get expensive quickly. At the minimum, 
at the bare minimum, you are paying $1, an extra dollar. So it's a one-to-one -one ratio for every dollar you're over the salary cap and that are over the luxury tax. And then the more you go over up to a certain number, right? It gets to be in tiers. So if you go say $10 million over, all of a sudden you might be paying $2 million. So that 10 million, you're paying that in salary and then you're paying $20 million. So that 10 million is actually costing you $30 million. And then if you stay in the luxury tax for year after year, you go into something called the repeater tax. That can get up to five times per dollar spent. So depending on how much over you spend and how many years you've been in it, it can get really expensive. That's why you might see the Warriors roster costing them like multiple billions of dollars or a billion dollars or something like that because it's luxury tax money for how long they've been in it and how much they are exceeding it by. So it's set at $150 million this year. Where are the Pelicans? They're close. They're pretty close to it. They're at $146.7 million in salary as of right now with the guys they have on the roster. Two-way deals are not included in that. They do not count against that. But the guys they have on guaranteed contracts or guaranteed portions of it equal 146.7. So they're about, what is that, $3.3 million away from getting in there. $4 million more and you're in the luxury tax. We'll get into in the next segment if they would ever pay it or not, but I think that's worth keeping in mind. You know, we talked about Bojan Bogdanovic last week. We talked a little bit about him yesterday. You know, he's a guy that could potentially put this team in, a, in the luxury tax. So when they're making deals, making trades, you've got to keep that in mind. In theory, you're supposed to send out as much as you're sending back, but that number isn't always correct. You can bring a little bit more back or a little bit less back. It just depends. There's a small range in there, about 20%. So if they send out, and Bogey's making about $20 million, let's say, 19 point and, and some change. If they send out the minimum they can send out, right? They can send out about $16 million or so and bring his contract back. Well, they do that. All of a sudden, you're in the luxury tax for bringing in a guy like Boyan Bogdanovich. They try and avoid that. And they could also duck it later. This is calculated at the end of the season. So if you make a trade right now for a guy, you can make another trade later to shed some salary and get back under the luxury tax. So it's it's a fluid number to an extent. But there's worries with that, right? Again, is this team right now worth paying the luxury tax for? And I was just on with Fletcher Mackle of WDSU and we talked about it. And I'll be honest, I'm not sure this year it is. And I'm looking at that from an owner's perspective. It's not my money. They should pay the luxury tax every single year. But that might not always be a realistic thing. And if it's not, well, you've got to time this properly and when they are going to do it. And if it's they're going to pay it once, I don't want it to be this year. I'd rather it be later. Something to keep in mind. You also need to keep in mind that the cap, it, because Bogdanovich is on an expiring deal, so you, in theory, want to sign him. You don't want him as a rental and let him go for nothing at the end of this year. The good news and we'll get into this more in the third segment, is the salary cap is going up. Next year, the tax is projected to be at $161 million. So you know that you could trade for him and you'll have some breathing room to sign him. But remember, Zion's extension goes into effect. He's making about $13 million this season. He's going to make 33 next season. So he's going to make about $20 million more next season than this one. 
So it's good that the cap's going up, but you've got to factor in these other contracts too. And look, Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, they're going to need new deals eventually. Same for Brandon Ingram. And you can see how quickly this team gets expensive. So if they want to be a title, true title contender, at some point, they're likely going to have to pay the luxury tax. When will that be? And will they actually? Let's look at that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. So you can find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news podcasts, including week two and everything you want in college football. The Saints, they're da- uh, underdogs at home against the Bucks, but they're creeping up a little bit. And maybe they get this to about even or maybe it's a good chance for you to make some money. So BetOnline.net is your continued source for all your sports wagering information. Whether you want live betting, esports, and scores, they have it there. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action over at BetOnline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. The only podcast coming to like coming to you like that, completely free, reacting to the wins, the losses, and everything you want to know. And today, we are covering the salary cap. So thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen. Now make Locked On Saints your second listen. Ross Jackson is the man. Go, jet, go get everything you need on the black and gold over the Locked On Saints podcast. So we just went over where the Pelicans stand as of today. As of going into this season. And I said, this team's going to get expensive quickly. I don't think they should pay the tax this season. Fletcher Mackle does. He thinks they should just go all in and make a move even if it means they pay the tax. Because, well, this team is going to get expensive and maybe this is the cheapest year to do it. And I don't disagree with that to an extent. But when you look at the teams in the Western Conference, you still have Memphis, right? You still have the Suns. You still have the Golden State Warriors. Those teams are all really going to be in contention. You still have teams like Denver. Minnesota went all in. Dallas is still there too. So when you kind of look at it, I just don't know where they finish in the West. Are they a fourth? Are they sixth? If they're sixth, I don't know if that's necessarily the team to spend all of that money on? Are they going to be better than a fully healthy all season long Clippers? I'm not sure. Lakers probably depends on health as well. So I just don't know if this is the season to pay the luxury tax if you're only going to do it once because you have to figure they don't want to pay it multiple years in a row. Ideally, they might, but you don't want to start that repeater tax clock ticking this year if you think you're going to finish sixth in the West. I think you want to do that when you're like, oh, this is our year. One more move and we're in the top four in the Western Conference. We're in the Western Conference finals. That's when you want to make that clock start ticking. Not when you're maybe a get to the second round team. So I don't think this is the year to do it. Let me know in the YouTube comments down below. Do you think they should pay the luxury tax this season or do you think they should wait? And again, keep it from an owner's perspective, right? I think they should pay the luxury tax every single year but I get why they aren't. So will they ever? And I think that's a valid question, right? This is a team that's never paid the luxury tax in their history. They haven't always been the most profitable team either. And I think that factors into it. Yes, there are the Saints, which make a lot of money. Gail Benson, richest person in the state of Louisiana. She's a billionaire. She can afford $10 more million or whatever it is. 
The thing is, they run both these teams separately and they treat them like businesses, right? You can't spend money that you don't necessarily have. Maybe they can get it on a, on a line of credit or, or whatever and a loan of some, some sort, but they've always kind of treated it that way. Dell Demps, I can tell you this, was under like serious like limitations at times to build the roster. You know, you have that hard cap that you can get up to. Say they he thought he could spend up to the luxury tax. That was not the case. It was sometimes maybe a couple million below that saying on salary, it's this number because this is all we can afford. And that might have been five million cheaper, one million cheaper than what they could in theory have spent at times. It's not an ideal place to be. But Gail Benson and, you know, her regime, her tenure here has definitely invested more on the basketball side of things than they ever had previously. That makes me optimistic that they are willing to pay the luxury tax at some point. So I don't think it's something that is going to be completely ruled out, but I don't think it's going to be this year. And I think it's going to be David Griffin, who maybe needs to do a little bit of lobbying on his own behalf to go out and get an extra player or make a trade that would put him into the luxury tax that maybe they can't duck later. Or I think you could also get, you know, ownership excited by a really good season overachieve get into the playoffs, get into the second round and push a team in the second round, maybe getting close to a Western Conference Finals that way. If you do that, I think they can buy in for at least a short period of time. But otherwise, you might see them have to at some point dismantle the team or lose some players that you don't want to lose because it's just getting expensive quickly. Similar to what they did with the Chris Paul, Tyson Chandler, uh, David West, Peja Stojakovic team. That was a true title contender, right? Like they were almost in the Western Conference Finals. Then injuries kind of struck and ownership was cheap. It, it kind of ended that era prematurely, injuries more so, I think. But but also that was a big part of it. So it's a scary proposition, I think, from ownership's perspective, but they're going to be in position where if they want to keep everyone, you know, again, you need a new deal for Trey Murphy in a couple of seasons. Herb Jones is going to come up a year before that, and that is important. That is an important distinction. So there is also potential if the Pelicans pay the luxury tax for, say, one year, that that's all they're going to need to do because the cap could really spike big time in the 2020, the 2025-2026 season. So the 25-26 season, it might explode and that might save the Pelicans. So how does that happen? And are there things you should be rooting for to happen if that's the case? That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment. And comment down below on YouTube. Do you think the Pelicans will ever pay the luxury tax? And now, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Jokic, Giannis, which NBA player moves the betting line the most this season? Locked on and the Bet Online odds makers present the NBA's top 50 most valuable players starting on September 19th. Find it on Locked On NBA. It's an additional show wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. And go listen to today's show about Robert Sarver, where I'm on our national show breaking it all down. That should be your second listen today. After Locked On Pelicans is your first listen, of course. So we are talking about the Pelicans and the luxury tax and the salary cap and how this team's going to get expensive in the future. So here's something that's coming. A potential, potential 
cap spike in 2025-2026. You remember when 2014, I think it was, the cap jumped and the Warriors were able to sign Kevin Durant? How? What? And that was a thing? That was because the cap went up with a new TV deal. And more money coming into the league is how they set the salary cap. It's basically an index number off of the total revenue coming into the league. You'll hear something called BRI, basketball-related income. That's what it is. The more that goes up, the higher the salary cap goes up. And guess what? The TV deal expires after the 2024-25 season. So if they renegotiate it and the rights go for way more, and they will because the NBA is popular, then the cap spikes. The Pelicans are actually positioned really well for that. I mentioned some of the guys that are going to need new deals, right? Brandon Ingram, Trey Murphy, Herb Jones. Brandon Ingram and Trey Murphy, the final years of their contracts are that 24-25 season. So that offseason before 25-26, all of a sudden the cap spikes. You can just sign those guys and you don't need to go into the luxury tax, potentially. The, the minimum salary cap that year might be 171, 175. The luxury tax this year is 150, and the salary cap is 121, 125. I forget the exact number. So that would put the luxury tax close to 200 million, maybe a little bit above that. That gives the Pelicans a lot of breathing room. So some of their contracts are aligned with that perfectly. Brandon Ingram that year, gonna get paid. Gonna get paid and good for him. He deserves it. But he is in line for a huge payday. And if the Pelicans want to be the one to offer it to him, they're in a good spot to be able to do that. Trey Murphy outplays his rookie deal in line for a good extension. He's in line for a year where the cap is going to go up. The luxury tax is going to go up. So you can pay that dude that money. Herb Jones is the one that makes me a little bit nervous. His contract expires after the 23 season ends. 23-24 season ends. So he's one year ahead of those two guys. That's the year. That's the year the Pelicans might need to look at paying the luxury tax to be able to keep Herb Jones knowing you're going to get some relief when the cap jumps up and you're no longer in the luxury tax in the future. There's a couple of other things that, that factor into this, right? So what should you be rooting for and what should you be hoping for as we start to wrap up today's show? First and foremost, more revenue into the league. The more money coming into the league, the better. That means the cap goes up more. That means the luxury tax goes up more. And it gives the Pelicans breathing room in there if they will pay that or not. And if it's high enough, they don't need to worry about it even better. So more money coming into the league. That means things like the in-season tournament, hopefully generating additional revenue. That looks like it's something that's going to be coming. Expand the play-in tournament, right? More games played, more revenue for the league. Anything that brings money into the league is a good thing. For the Pelicans when it comes to that cap spike here. The other thing is no cap smoothing. So this is something that they talked about in that spike year that let Kevin Durant go play for the Golden State Warriors. You know, knowing that all of a sudden there's this huge leap in the cap, it's not great, right? It really only benefits players that one year if you're a free agent. If you're not, you missed out. So what they like to do to keep some competitive balance is potentially stagger that over a couple of years. So instead of the cap going up, say, $10 million every year, we will phase in that extra money over a period of time. So instead of $10 million, maybe it goes up $13 million every year. And at the end of it, well, you've caught up and you're there. It kind of smooths the raises, right? You can kind of imagine that on the graph versus just here to here. There we go. You can see it now. 
You don't want that. They cap smooth, it means when those guys need extensions, Trey Murphy, Brandon Ingram, new contracts potentially, or, or they go into effect, you want that number, you want that spike. You don't want that number to be lower. That's something to keep in mind too. Those are the two things to root for. More money and no cap smoothing because it's going to give the Pelicans a lot of breathing room when it comes to the luxury tax. So thank you, Everett Cooper, for the question. That was a really good one. Did a whole show on it today. Gives you a little bit of perspective on where the Pelicans are, if they will ever pay the luxury tax, and when maybe they need to pay the luxury tax. So thank you all for listening to today's episode of Locked On Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and we'll be back with you all on Friday.